Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world. Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. KB and Shug, how are y'all feeling? Why are you laughing? Because, you know, sometimes you don't know what to say. And I think today is one of those days. It's no, because to be completely honest, like, I'm I'm a little all over the place. And we'll we'll touch on why um, yeah. later in the show. But we will. After the verdict, I'm really just kind of, like, not surprised, but very disheartened. Like, I haven't really been doing too much of anything today. Very disappointed in how that whole thing played out but then also too part of me is really excited because my favorite prince album is being reissued tomorrow and i'm having a dance party and i'm very excited so i'm I'm gonna gonna go yes a a dance party a virtual like what are you doing what do you mean no l is going to come over i'm watching all of my favorite prince well he only made four but i'm watching all four prince movies and I'm listening to Sign of the Times all day tomorrow, and I'm wearing peach and black all day in honor of the reissue. And then also after the Prince Channel on YouTube shows the movie Sign of the Times, DJ D Nice is going to have a virtual party. Yes, so that's tonight. So actually, let me clear that up. So instead of them playing the Sign of the Times movie, this is actually going to be the live performance that he did at Paisley Park. New Year's Eve 1987, which is also the only footage of Prince and Miles Davis performing together on one stage. I'm excited. It is a thing. I love how y'all have all these facts. It is is a thing. thing. Yes. I'm supposed to be in Minneapolis tomorrow, but due to other things that are going on, I am not going. So I feel some kind of way about that. That part. I was excited to go to Minneapolis with you. Yeah, we were we were going to tear Paisley Park. Oh, up. I remember y'all were talking about this a while back. Yeah, we yeah. were really trying to make it happen. Yeah, I shut that shit down the first time. Second time was going to be even more over the top. So, well, how I'm doing is that I'm breathing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm drinking. Just mm-hmm. have me a little cup. I'm eating snow crabs. I know. And, you know, just kind of reevaluating some things as far as my career. And wanting to fix my relationship department. So I'm... I'm like taking, romantic I, relationships? Yeah. I, I propose for today's show. Look at you. Hey, it's sweatpants season. Mm. That's the only reason why you're trying to get your relationship No, oh, it's okay. not. But what better time? It helps. it helps and yeah we're gonna talk about the verdict so i think you know of course that's on my mind too so you know hey it's all that how about you l so i'm kind of like y'all i actually started drinking last night and i don't know if because of covid my tolerance is low but i passed out before 9 30 and i didn't even finish my drink well, that's a good That's thing. actually normal for you. What are we talking about here? Ooh, wait a minute. Pause. Wait, it is wait. I never leave liquor on the table. Oh, what did well, you drink, true. though? What did I you drink? Rum, and I was a little heavy-handed. It was a Cuban rum. 
the oh, Cuba. Oh, that was the good from Havana Club. Yes. yes, let's go back to Cuba. Oh, we can't go. I know we 45 go to put some more restrictions. Never mind. Yep. I saw that. Mm-hmm. We so, can't go. so, yeah, so I had a drink last night. And then actually, before we started recording, I started making some cookies. So I'm going to finish baking my cookies when we finish. If only can we can put start putting a little cookies? something in there. Yeah, can we put oh, a little Oh, gosh, Shug, a little you sprinkle. and I were on the- <laughs> Hey, Shug. Wait, a little something like what? <laughs> Never mind. It went over here. <laughs> I'm like, y'all know Gunna Hill well that I do not dabble in that. I don't well, you either. Could, you could know, but, be... but this is about, you know, sharing is caring and thinking about everybody. You could do a separate batch. Like you can do the batch and then you split it in half and you made one for KB and possibly Suge on Sunday and then right. you make the rest just, for the rest of your friends. I just need one cookie. Like this week, and especially after yesterday, I think it's appropriate. Like we, <laughs> yeah. where am I supposed to get it from? Y'all know that's I'm actually. I have. You're in DC. You in DC? What the hell? Right? <laughs> Are you serious right now? Okay. 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 This anyway, I'm for L day. I'm sorry, but I'm. I listen. We have to Nervia. sneak and find. You can go to the store, and it's not a problem. Facts. Well, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Partake, but on the birthday celebration coming up, because you know it's almost Libra season. It is Libra season. It started already? What day it started? It started yesterday. I don't count the September people. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. But anyway, moving on along. <laughs> Supposed to be a September Libra. You are? Oh, you real late. I came late. Supposed to be a Scorpio, so... I came late. I took my time. I was like, I get here when I get here. And you will deal. I was late, too, but I didn't change uh, astrological seasons. No, I was two weeks late. I was, too, but I was still in the same season. Mm -mm, I guess you were supposed to come at the end. Yeah, Yeah. I was supposed... I was September 30th. Oh, yeah. Well, the point is, we're going to have some fun and possibly some additional items. To help celebrate. That's all I want to yes. say. Moving right along. You love to put me on the spot, don't you? And make me do stuff. I've, I've realized that. I do not. Anyway. we Before we go any further, we have to pay our respects to Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. She was a champion of women's rights and of equality. And as much as I don't want to politicize her death. That is exactly what 45 has done. The election is less than 40 days away. And this man is like, oh, I got to put somebody on the Supreme Court in her place. I have to fill her spot. No, you don't. No, because they never um, finalized Obama's nomination. So, no, I believe. And he was very vocal about one of those people being that, no, the next nominee needs to fill the spot. So in, in the spirit of keeping that up, it needs to be whoever's coming behind him. But the level of hypocrisy is like crazy because when they are playing back some of these people, and I even thought Mitch McConnell was going to be the one Republican that wasn't going to fold. No, nope. he has even folded. Yep. Like Lindsey Graham said, use my words against me. No one has any kind of like any ounce of like credibility like i stand on my word my word is my bond no nope. so i'm not i'm done with all of them like i i can't even believe anybody who will continue to follow these people right. because they have shown you time and time again it is their rules are nothing yep so it's a mess and let me just say this about ruth you know rbg 
I understand the outpouring. Like, I get it. You know, you guys even, you know, taught me about the special that was on. Was that Showtime? Was it Showtime? Uh, what is it, the Notorious RBG? Yeah, Notorious RBG. But what was that? What was that on? I think it's on any channel because yeah, it's like can. a nationally released film. Oh, so no, this is another one that my other coworker had actually put me down with and I had to go on Showtime to see it. It was a really good documentary that they did on her. And this was a while ago. This is when she was sick. You know, I watched it and I get the outpouring, like, you know, never going to take that away from her. I think I'm challenged a little bit because I've told you guys before, I feel like I'm black before anything. And you know, she is known for her equality fight when it comes to women. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so for me, for KB, (laughs) you know, I kind of look at it a little differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's for, I don't think that was about me. Uh, You know, you know, and I just want to say that because I'm not one of the ones that have been posting about her. What I did learn that was actually interesting is my old VP is actually Jewish and she was on a call, our DNI call, our diversity and inclusion call the other day. And she made mention that this time period that it's a Jewish holiday right now going on, which I knew about. But this time period that she passed is almost recognized like only the greats are taken away at this time. So it was actually pretty mm. significant that she died at this point, meaning that she is really a blessed person almost. That's kind of what I took away from the call. So right. I thought that was really interesting and really honorable in everything. And for women, and I say white women, I think this is something that, you know, amazing. And I'm seeing so many black women going hard and I'm just like looking at, the, and maybe I don't know her full story, right? I heard something about some civil rights, but it definitely was not, I don't think, top of her list. And so for me, I can definitely respect what she did. And I do feel like when you bring one group up, normally other groups come up. I don't know if that really happened in this case, but definitely RIP to mm-hmm. her. I think it's admirable that, you know, God took her away at this time, if that's what it means for them and their religion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely just RIP. And I think, you know, 45 has no morals. That Republican Party that's currently in Senate has no morals. And again, I guess just like other stuff, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But I really thought the videos of them literally saying these things would actually be a difference. But clearly it's not. It's not. And I think what's interesting to note, since you brought up Mitch McConnell, is that apparently his protege is the current attorney general of Kentucky. That is right. Yes. Yes. That's his protege. I actually heard he's on the the short list for Supreme Supreme Court Court. nominees. Mm -hmm. And he's only he's 34, so he's younger than us. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll get it, but yeah, so all of that ties into So well, they said it was a political the, statement why he okay. did what he did, but go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why even though, you know, I think people were, I even want to say satisfied, but I think content with the civil settlement that Breonna Taylor's family received, you know, finding out that essentially only one officer of the three that basically broke into her apartment and, and murdered her in her sleep. Yes, and killed her. Only one of them was even brought up on charges. And those charges were for endangering her neighbors, not even for taking her life. Right. It wasn't even about killing her. It was the fact that they could have shot somebody else on the other side of the wall. So it wasn't... it wasn't that Watson they killed her. Is. Yes. But is it because they had that no-knock law? Do you think that was a barrier? Because no. they felt like they could come in and 
And again, I agree. Like you coming in, they don't know what you're there for. And you hit the wrong. Like, why are we not convicting the person who ordered the hit? Like, I feel like that person should also be on the chopping block. In addition to these three cops, but is a person who, you know, signed off on this because they went to the wrong house. They went to the wrong person. You mean the judge that signed the warrant? Yeah, who signed? Not even a, who signed the warrant? The judge judge signed the no-knock warrant. Well, no, who did the investigation that named that person? Because I'm I'm assuming the judge is going to go along with whatever. Right. So what apparently what the issue is or was is that Brianna Taylor used to date this man that they were investigating. Right. And supposedly oh. when they were dating, he would have packages delivered to her home. Allegedly. Okay, that allegedly. was how right. it, that's okay. how she sort of got involved. But this man no longer lived there. He wow. actually lived on the other side of town. Brianna had moved on and started dating someone somebody else. And yeah. he was actually in custody, right? They had exactly. him in I was going to get to that. Exactly. He was in custody when the no-knock warrant was executed. I, no what I'm saying is I just want all of them. I want all of them. So what can happen from here? Because I know in Philadelphia, as soon as you know this was done the next day, People started back protesting. Like, what really can be done at this point? I mean, we still have two others, but the one that got the the little fake behind charge, Mm -hmm. can something be added to him? Like, is what? where can we go from here? So apparently there is still an ongoing federal investigation. I don't have any faith in that either. So they could be, right. So they could be brought up on federal charges, but I mean, it's six months, nigga. Like, what, what the fuck is we doing? Sorry. Yeah. It it took way too long to even get to this point. And then also to bring up, because I was looking at something on social media where there was a white woman in the same city who was killed by a black cop and her family got paid, I believe, 25 million and the cop got 12.5 years. So, you know, with the shoe on the other foot, black woman gets killed by white police. Only one gets thrown under the bus and I think he only gets what one and a half years this is up to five years right charge I think yeah yeah, the the sentencing could be one to five years per charge yeah so nowhere near the same amount of same crime and you see how that turned out Sugar, is that the one where the guy is actually like African like Ethiopian or something I remember this a while ago in you know, killed the white girl and it was kind of like, but he, he went to jail. They, they, they convicted. Yeah, the they made, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just make it sure. All right. Yeah. So many stories out there, but like you said, because that's where I come back to the whole RBG thing. You black before anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> don't get it twisted. Um, Mr. Officer. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get treated the same way your comrade going to get treated. Right. Okay. Your skin folk ain't always your kin folk. Amen. I think well, I the Kentucky a, a uh what is he a AD what is he called general. the Attorney General he showed that Correct. again that's why it's important we elect the Attorney General yes we do okay I just want to say that now, he just got elected last year yeah and I and I bet you black people was like oh well he's black well nope you know he's what a Republican and speaking of voting the funny thing is is that after Breonna Taylor got killed they shut down a lot of the precincts around that area so now it's even more difficult to get out and vote but y'all please do that like November please. is around the corner by any means necessary yeah absentee ballot I don't care if you have to stand in line all day like 
You sit whatever in line and you, go to the club in your 20s, you can right. sit in line Whatever you have to do, this election is crucial. We are talking about the most important election possibly of our lifetime. So please make sure y'all go out and do that. Thanks. Absolutely. So on a much lighter note, and to sort of connect back to a few shows ago, primetime <laughs> Deion Sanders is now the head coach, head football coach at Jackson State University. Must and when the, the announcement was made, was officially made Negro because he's primetime, came out with a marching band in a convertible being extra, being primetime. So I'm excited for Jackson State. I'm excited for HBCUs. And honestly, even for FAM, because... September 5th, 2021. Hey! in the swag. We Look, you see this September move I'm doing? September 5th, 2021. You see this? Ah! For, for our listeners, KB is doing a body roll. Yes! <laughs> So kudos to Dion. I'm hopefully he I mean he's been coaching football in in particular his son's football team for the last couple of years. So I have high hopes. I hope this turns out to be a positive thing for not only Jackson State but all HBCUs. And check out episode 50 where we talk about changing the game because we kind of talk about what needs to be done for HBCUs to kind of come up on the level when it comes to sports. So yeah, check that out. So since our um, our show today is about relationships and dating, sad to say, our girl, Bacardi, a.k.a. Cardi B, filed for divorce from Offset. You said is anybody surprised, though? Wait, I don't. Was sure, anybody wait, let, me, let me take this one. Let me take this one. Okay, go ahead. Tag me in, coach. Tag me in. <laughs> Are y'all coming for me? No, we're not coming for you. But uh, you act like you're really surprised at this. Yeah, it's hilarious. Libra season. It's I Libra mean, season. We're going to keep right, on Cardi is a Libra. Cardi is a Libra. So wait, we already knew. Wait, y'all cash after the new art files. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar signs. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, But are we sorry? I mean, if I you want to talk about some dysfunctional shit, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not mad at her. She had a whole life to live. I don't never like to talk about divorce and like exactly. nah, I don't divorce That's like for sure. I'm but I, I'm kind of with Sugar. Are we? I'm surprised that she I'm not surprised. Can I just I'm say that? Sad. I'm just sad that it's the end of a marriage. That's all. Yeah, but I then also too, there's been a lot coming out about Offset. I don't know how true it is, but Offset seems like a little bit of a hater, and I um I not feel like not a little, but a lot. I feel like, you know, because when it first started popping off, he was the more popular of the two. And now Cardi is just in a whole nother stratosphere. And Mm -hmm. that really can mess with weak-minded men when women are doing better than them. So, yeah. So, you know, that's supposedly the reason why Malcolm Malcolm Jamal Warner and Regina King broke up. Really? Actually, I'm not surprised by that. At the time, like Regina was on an upward trajectory, like girlfriend was everywhere. Yeah. And mm. people were still referring to Malcolm as 3 Huxtable. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna still call him 3 Huxtable. What are we talking about? That part. Huh? huh? I love Malcolm though. He's fine too with them locks. I'm sorry. He is. Well, he cut them off. He did cut them off. And I, I was know. upset about that. I was too. So you you lost your star power. Ooh. But he's on what's, what's, he's on some show now. I can't remember because I saw him on Wednesday. Right, exactly. But 
Where's where's um where's she? Miss Emmy? She went Emmy? Off, yes. She just she just got what number six or seven? It was like Girl, I don't know, but she I don't know, but she's she's hey, doing Google the damn her. thing. Google that. She'll Google you know you to Google her. She she's doing her damn thing. So I mean, from directing episodes of Insecure to carrying the Watchmen, and like she's just all over the place behind the scenes and in front of the camera. So kudos to Regina King. She's she's killing it right now. Yes. So on a lighter note, though, or a more happier note about relationships, WNBA star Maya Moore marries Jonathan Irons, who is a man that she helped free from prison. I don't know about that one, sis. So- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just want to come back. Regina has won five Emmys, it appears. Okay. Excellent. That's still a lot, though. It is a lot. Amen yeah. to her. Uh, so- well, you know, if you hear the story, though, Shug, I guess she met him at 18. The yeah. article says 18, but I heard her say 19, I thought. But whatever. And I mean, I guess wherever you find your love, exactly. I just don't think that I would be bailing somebody out. And then we well, not bailing him out. So he had been in jail since 16. So <laughs> Look, I should have changed the story up. Go. He just... So he had been found guilty of burglary and assault in Missouri, even though there was no real evidence supporting his guilt. So they mm. met because Maya was doing a um, like a prison ministry. So that's initially how they met. So they got to know each other, developed a relationship. And then she helped to free him from prison. So when you think about it, it wasn't been since the 40 years in prison at 16. I'm just trying to figure out how he going to contribute to the household. He can get a job. But I'm he going to have to. Ain't no can. He going to have to. But I'm just saying. So here's a problem. Here's a problem I find. I, I have direct experience with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Listen. I have a. I'm not. I ain't pulling no strings. But I got a doctorate. And I got a master's. Okay. And when I tell you I done came across everybody in Philly that done been in jail. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what's going on but do they have jobs they do they're all working exactly so they can take care of a household it's not just about money no i know i know but he can contribute to the household even though he's been even though he's previously been in prison okay fair enough she got she got regular d i ain't gonna say nothing right kudos to her because her sweatpants season is locked and loaded okay okay (laughs) <laughs> how, how Cardi say it? Okay. Who say that? Someone else say that. Wait, I can't on my arm. Oh, who do it? Who do it? Cardi. That's Cardi. Okay. I don't even like Cardi, but cool. That's what oh I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Cardi. Fellow Libra. I'm here for you. I know. She be embarrassing me because she a Libra. Lord. Mm. She won't have to write her own lyrics. Let's get Rhapsody on. Anyway. Rhapsody. All right. Keep going, girl. So today, ladies and listeners, we have two guests with us as we discuss dating during COVID. So I know the three of us have had, even in a virtual world, have had some dating, I don't even want to say shenanigans, but (laughs) Shook has had some shenanigans. Girl, oh my God. We'll talk about that later, but okay. 
So we will allow our guests to introduce themselves. We'll start with Courtney first. So if you could tell us your name, where you live, where you're from, and also your current relationship slash dating status. Courtney Grange, peace and love, everybody. Uh, I live in the Washington, D.C. area. Been here most of my life between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. I've been all over the place with it. Let's see. I am actively pursuing a relationship, so I will say that I am exclusively dating towards a relationship. Was that another question? I think I nailed all of them. That was it. Uh, we done. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, and our second guest is Rasul the Barber. I'm actually going to call him by his Instagram name <laughs> or his email, one of them. That's um, good. Yeah, let's welcome you and tell us a little hey, bit about yourself know. and your relationship status. Okay, my name is Rasul the Barber, formerly known. My real name is Rob. Um, I'm currently engaged. Um, I've been in the dating field for a very, very long time. And it took me forever to find that right special person to, you know, that I wanted to settle down and be with. Did you find her during COVID or pre-COVID? A couple months before pre-COVID. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. So can I ask this question? Russell the Barber. So sure. how did you decide or how did you even date like during quarantine and sort of decide that she was the one? And I know like typical dating is like hard to do. Right. I mean, you know, honestly, I think a lot of people make mistakes when they go looking for a person and looking for love and relationships and stuff like that. A lot of times it just comes to you when you least expect it. And I believe when me and her met, um, by being a big age difference, we both kind of really didn't feel that, you know, it would go somewhere. And then, you know, things happened and played out the way they did. And now we're engaged. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Congrats. You. Thank you. So, and Courtney. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, KB. And I was going to say, so, Courtney, how, like, how did you start this serious dating? Did it happen during COVID as well or before COVID? Yes, and I've been through the whole spectrum. Um, so I was in a relationship, ended a relationship pre-COVID, have dated in COVID, and then am now exclusively dating towards a relationship. For the most part, COVID didn't really change much with regards to my principles of dating. Um, the biggest difference was, you know, you had to become very creative and patient with the human interaction piece, like the being in front of somebody. Um, but for me, a relationship is largely about purpose. Uh, legacy. It's, it's more fundamental than it is romantic in that sense. Mm-hmm. I do, of course, believe in romance, love romance. I'm, you know, Betty Crocker with the, with the sweetness. But that's not the purpose for me of a relationship. And so, honestly, COVID just allowed better timing to, like, really have good conversation and get deep with people quickly. Um, and that's kind of what led to it, right? Like, I ended up in a really similar situation to where I saw where, like, I, I stopped dating. And I was like, this is too much because mm-hmm. women were plentiful in the COVID environment. Like, it was overwhelming and I had to stop dating. But then next thing I know, something jumped out at me and it was like, yeah, I'm not going, I'm not going to take all day to recognize sunshine. Wait, okay, so you said plentiful. So where were you meeting these women or how would it come about that you would happen to come across these women? Uh, Online dating. So I am a huge, huge proponent of the app Hinge. Okay. For me, it's the most human-centered form of online dating I could find. Um, so I did, I used it a lot previously when I was single. Um, and that was the last relationship I was in. I actually, we met on Hinge. 
but it was just like an overload. Like everybody that was single and stuck inside now wanted to connect and communicate. And so, you know, where you might have like three or four conversations going at once, but one conversation that you're looking to really bring into the real world, it was like a 10 X multiplier on that all the way around. (laughs) And and that can be overwhelming, um, especially dealing with like all of the transitions that we've had to do with our lives. And I got a four year old son that's like, I'm trying to homeschool and figure that piece out. So it was very important for me to be very uh, specific with how I continued and when I chose to stop. Okay, so question for Rasul. How did you meet your fiance? We met because, uh, really by chance, I was um, pulling out of the gas station and she was um, leaving as well. And, you know, it was just one of them, you know, spared a moment, least expected, neither one of us dressed kind of thing. And um, went from there. And another thing I wanted to point out, um, I believe his name, Corey, what he said was uh, like, you know, COVID has its advantages and disadvantages. And, um, you know, like he said, one of the advantages was during COVID, you know, everybody was pretty much sheltered and stayed in. So I think that alone allowed us to establish and build our relationship and really get into know each other, opposed to being out, you know, at a restaurant, a club, on a date, or, you know, doing other things, you basically just stuck. So, you know, it opened the door for a lot of communication during COVID. So that's a good point, Russell. I was just about to ask that question. How have you guys, like, been able to be creative? And the reason I'm asking this is because I know that they was, like, Netflix was doing a thing where you can actually watch a movie with someone at the same time. Even though I didn't watch it with a man, I watched it with my favorite L. And so, you know, I was kind of saying that to one of my homeboys. I'm like, yo, it's different ways of being creative at this time to still have that connection, even though we're quarantined. So, you know, I don't know, Elle, if you can share a way that I think you've been on some uh-huh. dates. Like, I think all of us, well, I ain't been on that. But anybody else, please feel free to jump in and share how you've been doing this I during mean, COVID. Oh, COVID, we actually done like a whole lot. And I think our means of um, working through COVID and we never sat still, honestly, because even though I don't have a, a, a large family, she does. She has um, quite a few brothers and sisters and her mom and her are really close. So we kind of did things like going to hotels and <laughs> in a circle amongst us in the hotel. And we would just go places and just keep it amongst us like a small tight circle. And each week, that's what we did, you know, just, you know, still, um, you know, get around and stuff like that. Oh, I was judging a minute ago, Russell. So, so, yeah, Elle was judging. We was all looking like, so you wasn't concerned about COVID? Like, we didn't care? No, no, we were concerned about it, but we stayed amongst us. That's good. We kept everything, like, amongst us. And when I say us, we're thinking maybe eight to ten people. Mm -hmm. So So you had your bubble. Right. So we pretty much had, you know, a nice little circle where we can go to the Poconos and, you know, and get a room and, you know, go places and, you know, just stay amongst our own little circle during COVID. Gotcha. Because okay. I certainly was judging when you said hotel because I did not know where she was going. Like, who was going to the hotel? I was scared of the hotels. Yeah, <laughs> parties and stuff like that. We would, you know, play games, cook and, you know, had little barbecues amongst us. A lot of stuff. Oh, you kept it fresh, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because hmm. I'm running into issues with a lot of lazy daters. It's more wow. like, what do you want to do? Or, you know, you know I'm open to, and I'm like. Just, you know what it is? 
Honestly, please tell me so I right. can. Right, I want to add something. Um, when um, um, I told her, I mean, I've been in the dating field for a long time, and I got a lot to share and add that'll probably bring insight to the statement that you just made. And um, you know, by me being a barber, you know, I'm amongst a lot of different men, and we had conversations. I'm pretty sure Corey can um, dress to it too. Um, a lot of men nowadays in the dating field are kind of burnt out on dating. And what I mean by that is, is because... He's nodding his head, listeners. Right, because <laughs> no, I, I got a question like, for you too, Courtney. Like, so. Honestly, like, see, this is what's going on. And I'm being honest. I was in a dating field heavy. And my fiance should tell you, I had a different woman every day of the week. Just being honest. She raised oh. you. During COVID? No, I mean, just dating, just, you know, meeting and mingling and trying to, you know, find that right one. You know, you go through a channel of different women. I'm not seeing sleeping with or on that level, but just meeting women, being, you know, networking and socializing. You meet different women looking for that right one. And now during that time when you meet a woman, the first thing they say is, let's go out. I'm tired of texting. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of FaceTime. Let's go out. Now, when you go out with her, cool. It's going to cost you. At least a hundred, hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred dollars to go out on a date with that one woman. Now you still got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to go. And now that's your choice. I know what you guys said. That's your choice to have a variety of different females. But this is what life is like for a man date because we always pick up the bill during these dates when we do go out. And now you have women, and this is a fact. And Corey will tell you, he's right here. It's a fact. You have a lot of women, a lot, not a handful. That's called serial daters out here. Meaning they'll go out with anybody. They got their own money. Think about it. They want that free meal. They want that free meal. They want the free things. Why not? Why not? Okay, Courtney, what do you think about that? Because I saw you nodding your head in agreement. So what is that really the reason of you know whatever it is that you want to do? Or it can be. Um, I think Rasul shares a lot of key points for me. The biggest thing I always say is, is individuality is the destruction of community. And so the more that people try to be like this individual self, it becomes more challenging to commune and, and cleave to somebody else. And so to that point around like serial dating, I don't believe that women or men do it intentionally, but we are what we repeatedly do. And so if all you're doing is dating, then that means you probably aren't spending enough time on yourself to know what it is that you want, how to set up your boundaries, how to have certain preliminary conversations. What is your definition between dating, dating exclusively, relationships, right? Like, do you have a definition? Or are you just looking for somebody else to tell you what theirs is and decide if you agree with it? And so that for me is my initial way of like weeding through the pack is if I meet a woman who I don't feel has boundaries, order and structure to her own life, it's going to be very challenging for her to sit next to me because I do. And I'm the type of person where I know what I want. I know what I stand for. I know what my fundamentals are. I know what's leading me. And so if you let that wrap you up, you will find yourself very early in an environment that you didn't choose. And I will tell you very quickly, this is not going to work because I can't just tell you what to do and you just like it. You got to come to the table with something. And in this environment now, I think there's just a lot of different factors. For me personally, it's spirituality. Uh, what I practice culturally allows me a lot of fundamental things that I don't even have to ask questions about. So um, one of the things that my elders always says is a snake with two heads can only go in one direction, right? Mm. So whatever you choose to believe governs your spirituality, your religion, your culture. If you choose to try to deal with somebody who doesn't have that same foundation, 
you a snake with two heads. You can choose that, but you are going to be constantly pulled in two different directions. So I cut that off at the beginning and it makes it a lot easier for me to say like, all right, if there's 10 women on the roster of people that I've met, right? Like had interactions with, maybe only three of them are in the same culture as me. So now it's an easier conversation. And then it gets to the principles, boundaries, order, and structure from there. Um, so that's, that's how I've been able to, you know, maintain myself. Um, and that's also why I chose to stop after a while, because it was just like, this is too much. I'm tired of explaining to people like who I am and expecting to hear who they are in return and just hearing more of like, Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and they're like, no, like, tell me about you. What do you yeah. think? What do you feel? Have you thought about it? You well, have a definition of what you think, Mary. Bark like a dog. No. <laughs> yeah, like, more than what I asked for. I just, I just hate the whole starting off in the meeting thing. Like, the whole, what do you like? I like this. Like, it's so irritating. Like, I'm I'm just, it's tiring to me. It's, I don't know. This, this is why, for me, online dating was more valuable because, like, quite frankly, I could tell a lot about a woman just by what she does or does not post on social media. A lot of people say like, oh, you know, I don't show my whole life. But what you show is a determination of what you see value. Mm. I see you talking about certain hip hop lyrics. If I see you engaging in certain conversations about pop culture that is different or alternative from what I believe. Like, of course, I don't need to ask you those questions. Like, if I see every other song you post is a Cardi B song. I'm not going to ask you what's your favorite artist. Okay. (laughs) And then I'm a run. Huh? I'm going to run, actually. Anyway. Well, a party, I would actually run too, high quality, because like, there's nothing about that woman. I'm sorry, people can say what they want, but there's nothing about that woman that like I can say is a problem for a man other than his own ego. Mm-hmm. But with the offset situation, I think he knew what he was getting into, and he ain't no angel too, right? So that's she, yeah. She knew from jump what she was getting into, and she chose that bag. I agree on both ends, on both sides, right? Yeah, that's what's up. But it's funny that we're mentioning Offset and Cardi again, because I recently saw a post in like some group that I'm on in Facebook that basically talked about how marriage is not beneficial to men and how men lose all of these things when they get married. Like they lose their sex life, their assets, their friends and family. And normally I don't respond to nonsense like that because I'm just like, this is clickbait and people get into Facebook debates and I'm not here for this because I don't know y'all in real life. However, I basically made a simple comment that if a man is losing all of these things, then he's with the wrong person. Thank you. Plain and simple. Right. And it's such a lie. Like these are things are such a lie. Like speaking from someone who's been married, it's a lie. Like you don't lose your sex life. You don't lose those things. Like, what are you talking about? This shit is an official partnership. Like, like that's what right. it is. You my writer now. Supposed to be, yeah. Okay, fine. It's supposed exactly. To be. It doesn't then, always happen that way. Fine. No, right. Well, right. But then, and then I went on to say that if things are changing in your life or in your marriage, work on it. And if it's something that you can work on, you and your spouse, then you make it work. But if not, that's when you decide to get a divorce. But also, not to quote statistics, but statistically, men actually fare better in marriages than women, from my understanding. Yeah, what like do you mean fair better? Their lives, like their quality of life, I would say have to oh. like they there's longevity because you have somebody who's actually caring for you. Mm-hmm. Like you you're a little you're more stable when you're married than you are when you're that single. makes sense because the women are considered nurturers. So right. okay, fine. I just needed to understand the context of this one. Yes. Right. But then also we're looking at it from a woman's point of view, so our guests might not feel the same way. 
<laughs> what do you guys say, Rasul? I'll let you go first. <laughs> I mean, I mean, both it's two sides to a coin. I mean, it's two valid points. I guess honestly, it really boils down to each individual relationship and person, you know, honestly. And it depends on that person's lifestyle. You got older people that's more settled, whereas those younger people are more outgoing, you know? So it's all about compatibility once you do in a relationship with that person and um, and how y'all coordinate together. You know, if y'all doing things y'all like to do or, you know, if it's opposite, you know, it's a balance. You got to find a balance amongst each other. And that's what friendships, relationships, anything. All ships. Yeah. All, all yeah. relationships. All ships. All ships got to have balance or they going to sink. Right. Oh, I like that. I've dated older people my age. I've dated younger people my age, and I believe that gap is a there. There's not really a difference. It's just it's according to each individual, that person that I dated, and the younger people wasn't necessarily mature, immature, and older people wasn't. I've dated older people who was very immature. So it's all it's all about that right person finding that right person. A lot of times, people tend to settle because loneliness or desperateness or whatever reasons. And the whole time, internally, not really happy with that person. I, I'm, I can bear witness, I've done it. I've dated women for certain reasons. And um, those reasons, they still didn't make me happy with that person, which is I was, you know, just settling because, you know, they were there at that time. But once you find that right person, you know, that soulmate or if there's such thing, then you know, like, this is the right one for me and you'll be happy. Yeah, with their friends and family are intermingled amongst each other, and it all it all work out like one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's you know forced to work out or trying to force um, her to do things, um, and, and you know opposite, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I would say the the space that we enter once we determine initial attraction is very important. Right, you're gonna be connected to, attracted to, drawn to. Tons of people your entire life, whether you married, single, what have you. But what you do with that energy initially is what makes the difference. That was a big lesson I had to learn, right? So in my younger years, as soon as I felt that initial spark, I felt like it meant I was supposed to do something with it, right? Most of the time, like, do something with her and me sexually. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. We boom. We good. The sexual energy is popping. Like, we got great sex. But the substance behind that sex is you get not just older, but you get more mature in terms of what you actually like, um, what you enjoy, that becomes more fleeting, right? And so you need different things to sustain you, even intimately. And so the concept of, you know, being able to choose a person uh, is for me very important because I believe it's all choice at the end of the day. We have deeper connections than others. Some spiritual or energetic connections exist harder, or you know, uh, more deeply than others, but you still got to choose. And then once you choose for those of us who have been married and, you know, are no longer married, like you, you really do understand, like the love part ain't really that important. I got to like you. What's yeah. more, I got to respect you. And respect is not based on my emotions. It's based on what I see you doing. Mm-hmm. If I see you doing what you need to do for you, it is much easier for me to respect you than if I see you constantly trying to get me to do something. It's harder to respect a person like that, whether they're your partner or your friend or your parent or whatever. And so for me, that's, again, back to from a a perspective of how I am taught. The fundamental of all this is respect and and, and lineage is legacy building. If we're not building something together, like, what's the point? We're here for ourselves. And that's that's going to change. 
But I also think there's a level of comfort in there too, right? So I think that you have to be comfortable with yourself because you could be building and that person's not building. And if they're not building and there's jealousy that comes into play, then we're going to also clash. So that actually brings me to my, probably my last question for you guys. And this is also for you too, L. I think during this COVID time, you know, we've seen relationships on social media and so forth, like breakup. We've seen a lot of, you know, people get together and, you know, you guys are, you know, you two, our guests have been able to sustain your relationships that started pre-COVID. But we also see a lot of the breaking up. What do y'all think that's attributed to? You think, we were thinking, I know for me, I'll speak for me. I was thinking, oh, was it because you had this intimate time with this person that you started realizing when you were running and going and doing all those things, when you were able to move around, you didn't notice certain things. But when you sit down and actually spend quality time with someone because you can't do nothing else, is that when you start realizing like maybe we aren't equally yoked, like maybe this is not completely where I'm supposed to be. So I'll let you start first, L as a lady, and then I'll let the guys uh, wrap it up. Sure. So I think you kind of hit the nail on the head and Courtney talked about this too. Like you have to like your mate. And if I don't like you, or also I think in you know response to your question, other people may realize after spending all this time with their husband or their wife, like, I don't really like who this person is. Like, why am I? And now that we're, we're sitting down and we don't have anything else to do, like, that's exactly what's happening. And there is actually an article in Washingtonian magazine that talked about relationships during COVID and people sort of finding out things about their mate that they didn't realize before COVID. Like this one wife was sort of sneaking out of her house to meet up with this man she was having an affair with. Another woman found out that her husband was an alcoholic, like there were bottles hidden in the basement. And her lawyer, to prepare her for divorce, told her to take pictures and she was taking video evidence. And another couple was actually at the brink of separation in the beginning of March. And then before the husband could move out of the house, COVID hit. So he didn't have anywhere else to go. So, right. So they've been in the house together, you know, all this time. So I... I think the main thing is, is that you have to know who you're marrying and you have to like that person and who they are. Because I think that if you don't like them as a person, it's just like a friendship. If I don't like this person who's my friend or if I don't connect with them, why would I still hold on to this friendship? But, but the, in the beginning, you do think you like them, right? That's why you're in a relationship. But, but the difference is, is that you don't treat the person that you're dating as a friend. Like, and kind of as Courtney alluded to when he was, you know, talking about how he was dating in his early 20s and his younger years, like you don't like them based on how they make you feel sexually or you get a tingle in your drawers when you see them. Like, do I like spending time with you? Are you a good person? Do you mean well for me and other people who are around you? Like, those are the things that I think that we have to think about. And people don't really focus on that or think about that, I think maybe before COVID, hopefully, you know, post COVID, maybe those things will change how people look at relationships. I don't know. I know for me, and I'm going on a tangent, but I think for, for me, especially before COVID, I've done, I did a lot of sort of like self-actualization. Like I went to therapy, got my shockers rebalanced and really started thinking about who Elle was as a person. And it honestly made me look at relationships and people and specifically men who have come into my life this last year. Like this one person who tried to come back after, you know, we stopped talking last year, 
he wasn't around for long because he was still on some bullshit. So, and I think he, right. And I think he was genuinely surprised that I wasn't willing to put up with his bullshit like I was last year. So, yeah, like you just gotta value yourself and who you are as a person. And that's what's going to make your mate value you as well. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you said a lot. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Any thoughts, Russell or Courtney, about that, that thought about maybe is it because we are sitting there and you're kind of around that person all the time? Like, what do you think some of these breakups have been about? Or maybe they, they were gonna happen anyway. Like, I don't know, what's your thoughts? I mean, breakups could be anything. I, I think breakups is like another one of them things that nobody really predicts or expects or really wants. It just happens. It could be over the smallest things. It, it's not, I'm, I'm not going to say most cases, but sometimes it's not always he cheated or she cheated or infidelity or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's like unexpected. Nobody plans to get divorced. Nobody gets married to plan to get divorced. It just happens. You know, sometimes people grow out of love with each other, you know? You can have um, the tightest relationship and be so tight that as you get to know a person, you learn things about a person. And the more you learn about a person, you realize that I don't like this person. This isn't the person for me. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that has happened to everyone. You know, you can date a person and the more close you get to, the more um, intimate y'all become. You know, you start seeing their hygiene or their habits or just all types of stuff. Their body odor, hygiene, you know, all types of stuff. What? No. So, wait a minute, Paul. I mean, what, Courtney? Absolutely. You can see, like, like for a man perspective, a man might see, the, you know, the a woman very beautiful, attractive, everything, and go to her home and like she ain't even. <laughs> It's how much she gonna cook dinner, or she didn't do this. I mean, it's all types of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I would agree with that one, but it's, it's more for me. I think one is is it is individualized, right? So when I speak, this is my perspective. I do not claim to know how this is for everyone, uh, but in my opinion, a lot of it starts from how you started. So if you started based on oh, I am drawn to this individual me and this individual are going to come together and be together. Well, scientifically speaking, like we, we chemically are a different person every seven years. So you are gambling if you're going to like just that person seven years from now off rip. Now, if you're talking about what's your family look like, what's your work ethic look like, uh, how do you want to raise children, um, what things do you like to do? Those are the things that are going to keep you together in my opinion, on a longer term basis. And so once you get into the flow of life, you know, working, children, drop off pickups, doing things with your friends, doing things together, and all that goes away or all of that stops. Now you are, everyone is checking in and saying like, oh, like, hey, I ain't seen you in a while. Who are you? And I think that's that's the part where a lot of people got tripped up is they assumed that the the person that they were with before COVID was the exact same person when COVID started without checking in to see what had changed for that person individually. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when you get tripped up. Like I've seen it not just in relationships, but even in parenting, like a lot of uh, folks that, you know, I work with have had a lot of trouble handling and and interacting with their children now that they got to be around them all the time. That's so true. We didn't even bring that point up. Like maybe it's not that, you know, you're seeing that person, but it's, it could be outside or external stressors. Like I know me homeschooling my daughter, I was about to die and Ellen had to listen to that every week. 
it so is, yeah. yeah, I think we we missed that part, right? And I think that's an important piece to bring up that it, it may be just the, the circumstance of what else is happening why you don't mix with that person any longer. So I think that's a good point. 100%. I love my son to the moon and back again. My yes. son is the reason I understand what agape love is. But when I had to homeschool this little joker every day while I huh. had to go on client calls. Huh. Like, Tell me about it. Tell me about it. This little Libra boy don't give nothing. A oh, wait a minute. My Aryan principles because I'm an Aries. It was a clash of the titans, y'all. <laughs> it is clash of the titans because I'm a Libra and L is an Aries, and I know what that means. Shug, no, Shug and KB have the same goddamn birthday. They are both Libras. I'm the only Aries in this group, so I know exactly. I already love your son because he's a Libra man, and, he, and it's beautiful, right? And now, like now that we've come to an understanding on both accords, because yes. I'm very much the type of parent like my responsibility is to teach my child what it is to be an adult. He already knows how to be a kid, so in the kid aspect, all I got to do is secure the perimeter. But this is my perimeter; it ain't yours. And so there are certain things that you are going to have to get used to with being around me all the time. And then I'll get used to the things that are specific to you that make it easier for you. And I think it's the same with these relationships, marriages or whatever. Like what you do at 2.30 in the afternoon to keep your sanity, your partner may have never seen that before. And so if that involves eating a stank ass pork sandwich, you know what I'm saying? And then like all of a sudden, like for the next two and a half hours, your breath smells differently. That's back to Rasul's point. Like, yes, it is a it is a, a large time of function of like what is going on around you. Mm-hmm. Like I've never I know women that would brush their teeth in the middle of the night just so they wouldn't wake up a morning breath. Honest to God. So like when you remove these 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 mechanisms or these metaphors that we've put in place to overpower what is just natural stuff. You're dealing with a different person now. I know brothers that, you know what I'm saying, wore deodorant, like they would put on deodorant after they leave the gym because they know they have a strong scent. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, now you got to deal with the fact that like, well, he might've worked out and he home and he ain't get to the deodorant yet. So now he got to walk by you with that smell <laughs> and that may be in your psyche. <laughs> all the secrets out. All the secrets. Right. It sounds the, like all the secrets. All the secrets <laughs> But, but I think it sped that up, right? Because you probably would have figured out some of this stuff along the way, but then now you get to kind of speed it up. So we, we're we're jumping this honeymoon segment of life, right? And we're kind of like fast forwarding it. So no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So we want to thank Courtney and Russell for joining us today and being our guests. Thank you guys. Yes, and- thank you. Yes, Russell, best of luck on your engagement. Yes, congrats. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. And Courtney, we hope that your exclusiveness turns into a relationship if that's what you both desire. Amen. And if it's in God's will, add that in. Don't let it be done. Exactly. So for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, we want to highlight the winners of the 72nd Emmy Awards and specifically the Black winners. So a huge shout out to Zendaya for being the youngest woman at 24 to win lead actress in a drama series for Euphoria. I started watching Euphoria. I didn't quite finish it, but I'll start again because who knows how much longer we're going to be in the house and working from home. Never saw it go. (laughs) So again, thanks guys for joining us. We appreciate it. This has been another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye.
Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Fem Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye!